Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Now, nonstop sports talk continues with news and analysis from the lead writer of 1045thezone.com. Not the hero. We deserve to the hero. We need it. This is the Big Six. It's going to be you. With your host, Jason Martin. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Welcome in, folks. Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me. You can follow me on social media at jmartzone on Twitter. Our telephone number tonight is 615-737-1045. I am blessed beyond measure. I sincerely hope you are as well and recognize that you are as well. Today is a different day on this program. It's a different day on all the shows since around lunchtime today. It's a different day in the sports world. It's a different day in this city. And it's an, a unique spot, I would say, for me to be in because I'm not from this area. I didn't grow up in this area, born in Martinsville, Virginia, grew up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, after living the first, I guess, 12 years of my life in Virginia then lived in Atlanta for a time, lived in Asheville for a time, lived in Greenville and Spartanburg, South Carolina for a time, and then moved to Bowling Green in 2009 in the late summer. Attended Western Kentucky. My internship here at The Zone for the Midday 180 began in 2012, and so I've paid attention to Nashville sports and to the Nashville sports scene, but I don't know it like a lot of people that have lived here their entire lives and have it's just been a part of who they are. And so it's very difficult for me to sit here today and speak about David Williams. David Williams, who passed away today at age 71, had announced his retirement back in September, and his retirement party should be starting right about now. Over 500 people were scheduled to attend. Names you would recognize, some, of course, that you probably wouldn't. He officially left his position overseeing Vanderbilt Athletics. Former vice chancellor as well. He was going to go back and just teach. And he had been the AD for 15 years. Last day of January, he stepped aside. Malcolm Turner became the new athletic director. And then David Williams was just going to go back and do what he knew. David Williams was a giant, folks. I never got to say very much to him. He was in the studio a couple of times over the years, and I was able to shake his hand. He was the Southeastern Conference's first 
black athletic director. He was a monumental figure. And he was a guy that every article that I've had the pleasure to read about him over the years and certainly this afternoon preparing for this show, I couldn't find a negative word said about David Williams at all. But rather than me sit here and tell you what I've found out about David Williams over the past several hours, I would rather you hear from David Williams in the past and from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, two people, obviously David was able to speak very effectively about some of the things that had happened during his time at Vanderbilt. He spoke with the Midday 180. I'll play that for you here in just a second. And then SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey spoke with 3HL a little bit at this little bit earlier this afternoon. And it was brought to my attention that my old boss, Clay Travis, who I still fill in for on Fox Sports Radio, he knew David Williams better than just about anybody, both on the academic and the athletic side. And so I'm going to bring in Clay over the next couple of segments, and I'm just going to ask him basic questions about David Williams, the guy that he knew, what it was like to watch David Williams in action. Because as much as I wish I knew him better and could speak on a personal level, because it seems like anyone that knew him was better off for having done so, I'm just woefully ill-equipped to do a show like this and sit behind the microphone and and appear as if I know things that I don't. So instead, I'm going to bring on people that do. And in the final segment of this show, I will try to piece together some of what I've learned, and we'll find a way to, to move on. But David Williams has passed away at age 71, collapsed in a restaurant, and it just kind of happened out of nowhere. One week after he basically turned over the athletics department, And on the very morning of his retirement party, he died. Here is David Williams with the Midday 180 this past November discussing some of the things that he was able to accomplish during his time at Vanderbilt. Uh, You know, that's kind of hard to say what's one thing. I throw in a few things. Obviously, one thing that I'll always remember is I didn't know about Perry Wallace before I came here, and I learned about the Perry Wallace story, and I learned about how Perry Wallace and the university had had a not-so-good separation. And uh, I actually had been, some students had talked to me about, how does this university honor Perry Wallace? And it just couldn't happen. Uh, sometimes I always say, you can't always do what you want to do, but you can always do what you can do. And one of the things I had the power to do is in an athletic thing. So we retired his number. And that was the thing that started to bring him back into a relationship with the university. So it doesn't seem like big to other people, but I do think that's important. I would also say the relationships with the kids. I mean, I I think back to the Saturday before we opened the season this year. I opened up that Saturday morning with a text from Jordan Matthews and his wife telling me that they had just had a baby boy. And I ended that that Saturday by going to the wedding of Vince Taylor, who had played football for us. So the relationships you develop with these young people who come to your university at 17 and then they leave. I mean, as I would say, you come as a kid and you leave as an adult, really. And that you you make a long-term lasting relationship with them. And so I would say that. And the fact that 
I've been real proud of the fact that we've always been able to maintain very, very, very good graduation rates. Anything you're disappointed that uh, that you weren't able to get done or, or that you wish you were able to leave behind that you haven't been? Oh, yeah. You know, you never leave a job like this where you don't have things that you said, boy, if I just had another year or two years, I could get done. Um, you know, I, 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 and I know people probably will laugh at this. I think we were relatively close, really close to actually winning the East in football. And we just couldn't get over that hump. And I think that would have been an accomplishment that no one really, really thought that could happen here. Uh, and so that would be one that I would look back on. But it's just not finishing things. I mean, there's always another thing that you could do. There's another facility that needs to be dealt with. There's another a kid that needs to graduate. I would have loved to um, uh, win a championship, my sport as a kid was track, I would have loved for us to basically win something more in track. But all in all, there's really not a lot of regrets you walk away from. The kid that didn't make it, you know, the kid that you, you lost, uh, whether you lose them to graduation. I mean, we've, we had three kids that while they were student athletes for us died. Those were probably the hardest moments. You wish you could get you could walk that back and change that. Not that it was our responsibility, but, you know, it becomes a part of your family. Certainly you can't get accomplishments for somebody like David Williams out in a three-minute audio clip, but he laid it out, and he was very candid about what they weren't able to do. And you could even hear, in just in his inflection and the way that he spoke, how much he cared about the student-athletes that were there, how much he cared about the students that were there. And how he saw his own flaws and saw the flaws of the athletic program and the university as it related to not being able always to do the right thing. Or that it took time for the Perry Wallace story to to get to a better spot because of the difficulties involved. That was David Williams speaking with Midday 180 back in November. Now, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, another very eloquent man who I did get a chance to meet at the national championship game a year ago, as he sat down for an interview, he spoke to 3HL this afternoon first about his early days, his early memories of David Williams. My relationship with David goes back to uh, 2002 when I first joined the SEC office staff. I was the staff member who served as the liaison for the faculty athletics representatives and it's easy to forget, given his service in leading athletics, he was part of the law school faculty and was in this faculty rep role. And I joined the office, and about a month later was in charge of this meeting. And so I went through a scouting report and asked some of the, my colleagues in the SEC office about the, the members. And when we got to David, I remember vividly being told by a staff member, um, he won't talk a lot in meetings, but when he does, you need to listen. And I think that characterizes the influence he had that he would speak and people listen. He was passionate for Vanderbilt University. Uh, listening to the previous interview, his support of student athletes uh, ran deep and was uh, really consistent with his personality. 
um, his passion for young people and supporting them. I was up here my, my very first summer as commissioner, so fast forward to the summer of 2015. For some meetings, we're walking around the football stadium or towards the baseball stadium. Three now former student-athletes are walking by. He introduced me a nice visit to a word in medical school and one was in law school, and he said that to me with great pride uh, in regards to what was being achieved competitively for that kind of person going through Vanderbilt's athletics program. That's Greg Sankey on the guy that he knew, the guy that he met early on, David Williams, who passed away earlier today at the age of 71. And now another piece of audio from the interview done with Greg Sankey earlier today on 3HL as Sankey discusses his thoughts on just the amazing things that David Williams was able to do for Vanderbilt in that role, and this from the unique perspective of the SEC commissioner taking a look, and he knew everything that David Williams was responsible for. You know, you think about um, the, the, the success Vanderbilt has experienced in their clean athletics, 10 uh, regular season titles in the conference in, in various sports, uh, 10 more SEC tournament championships, four national championships, um, and that's all occurred during the time of, of his leadership. And there was never any equivocation from university leadership about uh, earning those achievements with uh, within the boundaries of NCAA rules or making sure that student-athletes were graduating at a, at a high rate, at the highest rate in our conference, and setting that example, the un, uncompromising achievement is an outcome of that influence. And, you know, if... if we were in an athletics director's meeting and just last week, uh, Monday night, Tuesday, and Wednesday, David was with our 14 athletics directors as we met in New Orleans. Uh, we took some time to honor him among friends and colleagues. Um, he had a favorite bookstore in Washington, D.C., where we gave him uh, a gift card to say thanks, a, a plaque, but remembering that, that, hey, when David speaks, you listen but also honoring uh, him among his friends. And you know, I had to break the news because I'm in Nashville now. Tonight was to be a celebration of his retirement and of his, his career and of who he is as a person to honor he, his wife, Gail. Uh, you know, I conclude, I was to speak tonight. My remarks concluded with a thank you to Gail, to their four children and their grandchildren for sharing David with us. Um, David, important part of the Southeastern Conference um, added in, in many, many ways and uh, will always be remembered, I know, here in Nashville for his contributions at Vanderbilt and, and in this great conference. That's Greg Sank. He was on 3HL earlier. You also heard David Williams' own voice as he was with the Midday 180 late last year talking about his own accomplishments. If you did not know, the biggest story in Nashville today, David Williams, former athletic director, vice chancellor as well, has passed away at the age of 71, collapsed in a restaurant around mid-morning, and the news started hitting somewhere around noon. And, of course, our programming changed immediately from anything else that we, I don't even know what else is out there to talk about today because once this happened, everything else in this building shut down. And I am sad that I did not get a chance to know David Williams. I only got to meet him a couple of times very kind man, a very pleasant demeanor about him. And everyone that you hear talk about him, it's always positive. 
and you just know how much he is going to be missed. Coming up next, a guy who did know him, Clay Travis. Next, Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. Friday edition of the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone as we celebrate the life and legacy of former Vanderbilt AD and Vice Chancellor David Williams, who tragically passed away today at the age of 71 years old, collapsed in a restaurant, kind of brought everything to a screeching halt in the music city, certainly in the sports world, but I would say just in the community as a whole. And as I said in the first segment, I honestly just did not know him. I met him one time, and he was incredibly kind, but I didn't grow up in Tennessee. I grew up in Virginia, then in North Carolina. So everything that I am hearing is are things I'm reading or from other sources. So rather than me sit here and bloviate, I've decided I would rather you hear from people that, that knew him much better than I did. And I bring in my good friend, former boss, Clay Travis, who I still work with on Fox Sports Radio. Clay, this is obviously a, uh, a, a different conversation and a different day in Nashville. What were your thoughts? You know, the only time I've ever seen you emotional was when John Ward passed away. We played an audio piece on Fox Sports Radio you ended up having to go to break kind of quickly because you were kind of breaking up because of what John Ward meant to you and the memories of Tennessee. What are, take me through your emotions this morning when you found out that someone you knew awfully well and had a tremendous amount of respect for in David Williams uh, had indeed died. Well, one, I think it was shock, like uh, with many people. Um you know, when you experience something like this, uh, it was, it wasn't as if it was something where at least anyone that I knew had told me that this might happen. And you just said he collapsed. And I mean, his retirement party was scheduled tonight, um, in, in Nashville. And he had just stepped down after what I thought was an incredible tenure, not just as athletic director, but as the uh, former general counsel at Vanderbilt who handled all legal issues as a former law professor at Vanderbilt as someone who was, I believe, a vice chancellor at one point in time, his official title. I mean, he was, uh, he represented everything that's great about Vanderbilt University. And it's a school that, that I love. Obviously, I met, uh, my wife there. Uh, my sister went to undergrad there. My brother-in-law went to the med school. Like, we have a lot of connections to that university. Uh, but my connections, obviously, to Vanderbilt specifically began when I was in law school. And David Williams was one of my professors. And so uh, what I immediately loved about him as a professor was his ability. He taught me uh, taxation of nonprofits, mm. which sounds like a really uninteresting course. But he was a master in the tax code, and uh, he was such an incredibly good teacher that he made a very complicated uh, course as well as a very complicated subject really fascinating for a large group of us. Uh, and then he taught sports law at the university, uh, I, I taught, I came and spoke multiple years in his class. Uh, in fact, when my second son was born, um, I was scheduled to speak to his class and my wife called and said, Hey, I've gone into labor. Uh, and, uh, and she was over at, uh, at the hospital right by Vanderbilt. And so, uh, I went, uh, and left. And I remember that obviously for the rest of my life that I was sitting beside David Williams when she said, Hey, I'm going into labor. And I remember him checking later to see how, uh, how everything had gone. But he was just a gregarious, funny, smart, and the kind of smart where he could connect with everybody, right? Um, you know, taxation of nonprofits, the tax code is really complicated. And I always think you understand a subject incredibly well when you can take the complex and make it easily digestible and understandable for many people. And certainly you have a lot of uh, just common sense. Uh, when you're the general counsel of Vanderbilt, you deal in a lot of esoteric 
uh, different lawsuits and, uh, and issues facing the university. And he had such an incredible ability to kind of distill everything down to its essence and get to what really matters. And as an athletic director, I mean, he was wildly successful. And, uh, and I, you know, you can ask me several questions about him, but I'll just, you know, kind of give this anecdote. I remember him saying, look, I meet with every student athlete that we're going to give a scholarship to. Um, and he said, and when we give a scholarship to those student athletes, regardless of what their academic background might have been prior to they got to Vanderbilt, he said, that's my responsibility to ensure that what we give them is an education. And I think in this day and age when there are a lot of schools that bring in athletes and, uh, and you see these scandals happen all the time where the athletes are, lo- are, are learning absolutely nothing and are just there to, uh, to play sports, you know, David Williams' thing was make sure that you use the ball, that the ball's not using you. Um, and I've always thought that's a, a really good way of describing what athletics should represent when it's combined with, uh, with education. And I thought David Williams, uh, I mean, it's a big loss to the Vanderbilt community. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be way more people uh, that, than me who are way more important than me and have been way more successful than me coming out and talking about how much he meant. But what I would say is I bet you're also going to hear from the David Prices of the world mm-hmm. and the James Franklins of the world and the Tim Corbins of the world. But I think you'll also hear from people whose names you never heard before. Uh, you know, somebody who was a backup tennis player, somebody who was the, the last member of a track and field team uh, at, at Vanderbilt and what he meant to them because he really saw his job to be a steward and representative of the university to everybody who came in in athletics and beyond. And, uh, I, his legacy is, is monumental there, and uh, I think it's going to be hard to replace. Was he, you talk about how good a communicator he was, how he was able to distill things down to the essence and make what was unapproachable very approachable. Was he difficult as a professor? How much did he challenge you intellectually <laughs> and make you better just as a student and as a human being? Well, it's funny. He gave me my lowest grade that I ever received from any professor at Vanderbilt Law School. Uh, I got a B minus in his class, and uh, and obviously at the time, you know, I'm 22 or 23 years old. I mean, he doesn't have any clue, and I didn't have any clue that I would end up doing what I do now, or or in, be in any way involved with him later in life. And so I've kidded with him a lot about that in years since. That uh, you know. He gave me literally my lowest grade in uh, in any law school course that I received up to that point, and uh, you know he I, I would just say that in general he was the kind of guy who could uh, who could make who's a great storyteller, and he had some incredible stories from his time growing up in Michigan uh, that he would share. Certainly, I mean he was born in 1948, so you think about the the, the change in the country that he would see as the first, I think, black AD in the uh, SEC, yes. uh, to see, think about what his life would have been like in 1958 when he's 10 years old compared to, uh, you know, in, 19, in 2018 when he turned 70. It's a hell of a life, right, to think about the trajectory of the country over that 60-year process. And I think about five years ago, the Tennessean did a uh, retrospective big kind of profile piece on him. Um, and uh, I, I just, I mean, we had him on the radio show a lot. I talk to him a lot off the air. I would say that, you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, okay, I didn't really know David Williams at Vanderbilt, but if you are an SEC fan and you are listening right now, I mean, he was instrumental and integral in adding Missouri and Texas A&M and bringing in the SEC network. Um, you know, his, his scope and impact and influence 
far exceeded just one university. And look, it was wide and expansive and substantial at Vanderbilt, but he meant a lot to uh, the SEC and to intercollegiate athletics in general. I'm going to read James Franklin's statement in the final segment of this show, but you know James Franklin awfully well, and of course he left Vanderbilt to go to Penn State. Did you ever get a sense of how difficult that move was? Because it all it seems like David Williams was incredibly important to James Franklin and to James Franklin's family. How, how much do you think this has hit James Franklin today? Oh, I know it hit him like a, like a ton of bricks. I mean, you know, this was not just a professional relationship between the two of them. I mean, David Williams would go on Grandparents' Day to James Franklin's kids' school. Uh, I think they were at USN at the time uh, when the when the kids are young. You know, Franklin has two daughters, and uh, and he would go and and represent them at Grandparents' Day. So. Look, the, the most one of the most challenging things. I don't think I'm speaking out of tune here, but I think Franklin would say the same thing if he were on with you right now, and, and his wife too, Fumi. I think one of the most challenging things for them about leaving Vanderbilt University was having to leave David Williams and uh, and 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 not be able to continue that work relationship and also friend relationship. Um, James Franklin got his chance because of David Williams. David Williams had his back. And uh, and look, those guys are uh, are tremendous friends. I, sometimes you know you hear statements and you think oh, I don't know if that's uh, that's from the heart. I don't know how legitimate that is. I can tell you that uh, that I am sure that uh, the Franklins were devastated. I mean, they were coming to his retirement ceremony right. uh, when they found out the news about uh, about David Williams. So it was. I mean, there are a lot of people that uh, that cross paths with David Williams over the years. Who uh, are are incredibly crushed about uh, about the way that this uh, this happened and how sudden it was. More on the other side with Clay Travis as we remember the life and legacy of David Williams, dead at seventy one. This is the Big Six one zero four five the Zone. Um. Back in Big Six, somber Big Six tonight. I'm Jason Martin. David Williams passed away, former Vanderbilt Athletic Director, Vice Chancellor, law professor, did it all. He was 71 years old. I only met him one time, but Clay Travis knew him very well, and he is with us right now. You said in the previous segment, and it was something that I mentioned in the first segment of this show today, that David Williams was the first black athletic director ever in the SEC. He has a very lofty legacy. Where does that particular fact fall in his legacy? Obviously, he was known as a leader. He was known as a teacher. He was he was known as a motivator and a very kind man. But I also believe, and he took pride in the fact, that he was also known as a trailblazer. First black AD in the SEC, I think, is a huge deal. Um, because historically, that is a uh, that is an area that, that, I mean, in the same way that you hear about getting the first head coaching job in football or the first head coaching job in basketball, or I believe Vanderbilt giving Perry Wallace the first scholarship. Yes. You know, the, the goal, I think, of sports in general uh, is to open up all jobs to everyone and get the best possible person in that position, regardless of their color, regardless of their religion, their sex orientation, everything else. I think it's incredibly important, and I think David Williams would say this if he were talking to you today, that when you get that opportunity, if you are someone like David Williams, you just kill that job and dominate and don't give anybody the opportunity to say, that guy never deserved that job to begin with. 
So I think for David Williams, as there will be many people of different races and creeds and everything else that take over in the SEC in the years ahead, I think the fact that he did such an incredible job, he opened the door for himself, but I think he kicked the door down for a lot of people who will come after him so that you never have to ask her that question of, can somebody do this? You should never judge somebody based on what they look like. But let's be honest, it happens. And I think it's important when people get that first opportunity to dominate. And I think David Williams dominated. And I think his legacy uh, in the people that he promoted and the people that he hired, whether it's Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt, uh, whether it was James Franklin at, uh, at Vanderbilt, even, you know, I know Derek Mason has not been dominant as a football coach. You look at the history of Vanderbilt in getting to, for instance, bowl games and football, um, it's pretty phenomenal. And one thing David Williams used to always tell me, and I think it's instructive no matter who you are in life, he said, don't judge me for what I wasn't involved in. And I think a lot of times when you hear Vanderbilt athletics, people would say you can't do that because it's Vanderbilt. And he would always say, and I think it's true, and I think a lot of the coaches that he's hired have instilled the same belief, don't because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it can't happen. Right, and right. I think that's an instructive lesson for everybody because it's very easy to get stuck in your rut and to assume that whatever has happened will continue to happen forever. And if David Williams had thought like that, Vanderbilt would have never won nine games in back-to-back seasons in football. They would have never won a national championship with Tim Corbin, and uh, and they would have never had the success in other sports that they have had, uh, women's tennis, bowling, uh, a lot of other areas. I think Vanderbilt uh, gained a lot by J- David Williams saying, just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't happen. And I think that's an instructive lesson for everybody. You love this city. You have elected to stay here when I know personally you've had the opportunity to move to make parts of your job a lot easier to move over to the West Coast, and you've stayed in Nashville. I- I've only been here for a few years. I love it, too. But I don't have the history. I don't have the the realm of expertise and experience that you do. How big was David Williams to the larger community in Nashville as a figure? It seems like to me, just the outpouring that I have heard today and the things that I have read and all the kind things that I've always heard about David Williams, his impact superseded just Vanderbilt in the city of Nashville. Oh, there's no doubt. Look, I'm born and raised in Nashville. I'll be 40 in April. Um, I've spent almost my entire life here. And for anybody who's around my age, the city has changed a lot. And I think the city personally is better now than it was when I was a kid. I've loved it my entire life, but I think things have gotten better. One of the criticisms you could make when I was a kid growing up is that Vanderbilt at times was a disinterested neighbor in the larger Nashville community. I think David Williams did a really good job of interconnecting Vanderbilt Athletics at the university with the larger Nashville community. Uh, because sometimes, look, I mean, I went to law school at Vanderbilt, um, and I know a lot of kids uh, come in, and there are probably some of us listening to right now who came in for college and have stayed here. Sometimes you can get in that bubble and forget that there's a larger community off West End Avenue that doesn't rise and fall based on what happens in, uh, Ayers, uh, in, in you know, the main, uh, the main Ingram uh, you know, auditorium right. there or whatever else, right? Um, I think he did a really good job of integrating this to Vanderbilt with the larger community of Nashville. I'll give you an easy example, um, and, and it's a small thing. Uh, but they really did a good job of reaching out to kids to get them into Vanderbilt camps, right? Um, I, I think that thing has just exploded. My kids do Vanderbilt athletic camps. That has grown in a big way, and it's a small thing, right, in the larger community. But uh, I think Vanderbilt has, because of David Williams, been a good citizen of the city of Nashville 
and I think he was instrumental in his relationships with the Predators and his relationships with uh, the Tennessee Titans and everybody else in helping to ensure that that happened and being a good steward of things to come. And, you know, another thing you learn when you work at universities, universities think long range, right? I mean, they think, what's this university going to look like in 50 years? What's this university going to look like in 100 years? When you are a top employee at a university, you're really in charge of a public trust because so many people care so deeply about that university. And uh, and I think David Williams was very forward-thinking in the way that he comprehended Vanderbilt's position, not just in athletics, but in, in the medical field, in, uh, in, the, in the universe of, uh, of, of major, uh, major colleges and universities in general, Vanderbilt has become elite. And I think a lot of people now think of Vanderbilt and of Nashville as one of the best schools and best city combos that you could find anywhere in the country. And that certainly, I don't believe, was the case 20 years ago. I certainly don't think it was the case 25 years ago. Uh, Vanderbilt and Nashville have both grown uh, together in a way that I think uh, people who live in this city should be very proud of. And I think David Williams is a big part of the reason why. Just a couple of minutes left. Malcolm Turner took the job about a week ago, and it felt kind of like, okay, David Williams, your your watch has ended in, so, in some respects. But how big are the shoes? And for David, we know they're very comfortable shoes, but worn with class. But how big are the shoes that Malcolm Turner is inheriting to try and replace someone like David Williams? I think massive. And, you know, I, it's, it's interesting when I, when I heard the news about David, um, one of the first things I thought was this feels to me almost like Joe Paterno and, uh, and Bear Bryant. Now, he's a little bit younger than those guys, but a guy who put so much into his job and cared so deeply about everything that was associated with that job. And then as soon as that sort of uh, the weight of the job comes off the shoulders, I mean, it's, it's amazing that this was literally going to be the night where he celebrated his retirement. I think it's just a sign of how much he lived for his work and how much the work meant to him. Um, and I think that's always unfortunate because he's only 71 years old. And, you know, there, it's obviously not a very old age in the grand scheme of things. But much of what you do in life is not measured by how many years you're on the planet, but by how many people's lives you impact. And I think that number for David Williams was seismic. Um, and, uh, and I do think that, uh, that it's probably not coincidental that, uh, as soon as, uh, as soon as he left that job, it was like, uh, you know, he had just put so much into it. He didn't have a lot left. Um, uh, that, that's kind of an early read, but that's it, right. it's Bear Bryant and uh, and Joe Paterno esque to me in some respects. There, in terms of the the, the the difficulty, I mean, look, Vanderbilt Athletics in great shape. The SEC Network, which David Williams helped to happen, is tossing off tens of millions of dollars a year. Vanderbilt Athletic Department is in fantastic shape. Uh, the baseball team is going to be number one in the nation. I know people are not happy with the basketball team this year, but the recruiting has stepped up in a high level. I think Drew is a pretty good coach. Um, and, uh, and for football, I, I, you know, look, I mean, they went, uh, to a bowl game. I know they lost to Baylor, but, uh, another bowl game, it's, it's become not a big deal, uh, which is a credit to David Williams, I think, when Vanderbilt goes to a bowl game. And it used to be like that was a far on the horizon, ridiculous, yeah. laughably absurd goal to, to pursue. And now it's kind of become Vanderbilt fans are like, oh, well, we just went seven and five. We just went six and six. Why aren't we winning more? As a kid growing up, the idea that Vanderbilt would be in a bowl game was uh, was one of those uh, wild kind of fantastical uh, possibilities. 
Clay, thank you. Uh, I know it's a, I know it's a tough day for everybody that that knew David Williams, but I appreciate you making time in your busy schedule to to talk to us tonight. This has been everything that I thought it would be and more. Well, I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, and for people who didn't know, have the pleasure of knowing uh, David Williams. Uh, I, I feel that they uh, they had a loss, and for people who did, I hope I did uh, a decent job, kind of putting into context uh, what he meant for Vanderbilt, the city of Nashville, and the SEC. No, this is absolutely tremendous. We'll be back to finish up the show next. Our thanks to Clay Travis at Clay Travis on Twitter. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Final segment tonight here on the Big Six. As we roll along here on 104.5 The Zone on a... Just a night where you really don't know what to say. My thanks to Clay Travis for joining me to talk about David Williams, the guy that he knew. And we heard from David Williams in the first segment, thoughts on his own accomplishments when he was with the Midday 180 late last year. We also heard from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. I'm going to read a couple of things to you here. The first, there are certain defining moments in a person's life And as much as the day David hired me changed the trajectory of my life, both personally and professionally, I'll always remember today as the day I lost a father figure. Today, my family and I were in the process of boarding a plane to celebrate David, his career, and his retirement when we received the heartbreaking news. I will forever be indebted to David for taking a chance on a young coach and walking a path with me that made Vanderbilt history. But beyond that, I will forever be grateful to the man that was willing to step away from the office and attend Grandparents' Day with my children. The man that dropped off Christmas gifts, laughed, cried, supported, and believed in me and my family. His unwavering support, steadfast leadership, and friendship will be some of the things I'll miss most about a man I'm proud to call a friend and mentor. So today, with a heavy heart, I send love and prayers to David's family while saying goodbye to someone who meant the world to me. That from former Vanderbilt head football coach, now Penn State football coach, James Franklin. David Williams stood tall on this campus, in this city, and in college athletics nationally as an incomparable leader, role model, and dear friend to me and so many others. We are devastated by this loss. His impact on our community is immeasurable and will be felt for generations to come. We offer our deepest condolences to Gail, his children, and the entire Williams family on this immense loss. That from Vanderbilt Chancellor Nicholas Zeppos. I love you, DW. My family and I will miss you. You believed in me. Your wisdom and guidance forged a bond that will never be forgotten. The Williams family loved on my family as well as our football family. There will never be another hashtag Goldfather. RIP, my friend. That from current Vanderbilt head football coach, Derek Mason. Greg Sankey, who we heard from with 3HL earlier, this was his statement. Personally, I am saddened to have lost a friend and a person who guided me in many ways. David had a remarkable and lasting impact on his university and the SEC, leading Vanderbilt to conference and NCAA championships with integrity and honor. 
his love for Vanderbilt student-athletes and support of student-athletes nationally. His steady leadership and his legacy as a trailblazer have moved the Vanderbilt community in ways that will be felt for generations. Unquote. That from Greg Sankey. Under David Williams' watch, I'm reading this from ESPN and Chris Lowe, who, of course, joins 3HL every week, and a nicer guy you will not meet than Chris Lowe. The Vanderbilt Commodores on Williams' watch won four national championships, twice in bowling, once in women's tennis, and Tim Corbin and the baseball team. Williams hired James Franklin, who led Vanderbilt to -to back-to-back nine-win seasons in 2012 and 2013, that had never been done before at Vanderbilt. During Williams' tenure, the Vanderbilt football team played in six bowl games. In 2008, under then-head coach Bobby Johnson, they broke a 25-year postseason drought. Malcolm Turner, who took over as athletics director a week ago, says David authored a remarkable legacy at Vanderbilt, one defined by blazing trails and championing the student-athlete. In my short time at Vanderbilt, I was fortunate to have cultivated a friendship with David, who most proudly coveted his role as a husband and father. All of Commodore Nation mourns the loss of David. David Williams was 71 years old. Tonight was his retirement party. You heard the statement I read from James Franklin. His family was boarding an airplane to come to this retirement party tonight when he found out the news. David Williams leaves a legacy that that we can't contextualize in a one-hour radio show or in seven consecutive hours of radio since this news broke. David Williams is one of the most important figures in the history of Nashville sports and made history as the Southeastern Conference's first black athletic director. He was going back to doing what he loved. He was going back to teaching. To working on impressionable young minds and helping prepare them for the future. And when you lose certain people from a community, you recognize how big a loss that is. I never knew David Williams. I was lucky enough to meet him once. I'm thinking it might have been twice, but once for sure. And it was brief. It was Less than a minute. Just shook his hand. And even in that minute, I knew that I was meeting someone not just worthy of my respect, but someone that just commanded it. But someone that was also very, very warm and inviting. And at the time that I met him, I was a board operator in this building, nowhere near a radio host. And he still walked in and said something to me before he exited. He cared. And so... We have to say goodbye to David Williams in terms of his life today. But we never have to say goodbye to what David Williams meant, what he accomplished, and the lives that he touched along the way. To the Vanderbilt community, to his family, to anyone that knew him, And honestly, to everyone in Nashville that has ever paid attention to sports or leadership, I mourn with you. We here at 104.5 The Zone 
mourn with you. Some days are tougher than others. David Williams in a better place right now. Even though sometimes it's hard to believe when you want him to still be in your place. We'll try to get back to the normal business of sports on Monday. But our thoughts and prayers tonight are with the family of David Williams and those that that mourn his loss personally as we from afar know what he meant to this community, to this city, to that school, to college athletics. You will be missed, sir. Rest in peace.